The recent mass shootings at a grocery store, elementary school, and a doctor's office have many on edge, wondering about their own safety. These events can create excess stress, worry, and feelings of helplessness. It's important to know how to cope with tragic events, and in this podcast, Mike Tozer from Sarah Bush Lincoln will offer a few ideas that can help ease anxiety. We'll be right back. We're a community. Every day we work together, and we play together. We laugh together, and we care together. Every day we look out for each other. We help each other get better. To live better. We're a community, and this is our health center. Sarah Bush Lincoln. Trusted, compassionate care, right here, close to home. Welcome to Health Styles, the podcast. I'm your host, Lori Banks, and I've brought in um, Mike Tozer, licensed clinical professional counselor, today to talk about coping with tragic events. If you've more than likely seen the news lately. We all know that there has been a tremendous amount of gun violence happening in not only schools, but grocery stores, and most recently at a medical clinic. So Mike is going to talk us through some things that we can consider in helping us to cope with tragic events. So Mike, I'm going to turn it over to you. Thank you, Lori. After these, the recent events that we have seen, on the media, most of us have, if you haven't, I'm sure you may have heard them in conversation, but this is a difficult subject because it seems to be increasing and it seems to have started to spill over from schools into other public areas. I think that we became very much accustomed to thinking of at school, mainly schools and then isolated incidents outside you had the Aurora, Colorado, the movie theater. Um, but now you have seen grocery stores. You have seen a medical center now, which hits closer to home for um, Sarah Bush Lincoln employees. Our own community, you know, has experienced, um, it's been about six years now, uh, shooting in their own community at a high school. So, these things are starting to, you know, trickle out more into everyday places, you know, in society. So some things happen when these are happening, people start to get a sense of like, maybe they're not safe altogether. I mean, there's thing that, the thing that happens mainly is we develop this sense of, denial to get out of the door in the morning. You know, if we constantly were anxious about every potential danger, we wouldn't step foot outside the front door. Most of us wouldn't. And some people don't because of that. But it's important to know a few things about this, what happens when we see them, what could happen as a result, and and how we cope with, you know, things that we see on the news or we experience in our own community. So what are some outward signs that were being affected by these tragic events more than just, you know, watching the news constantly, there are some, some physical signs that are happening. So whenever somebody 
let's say it's within their community or they see it on the news, I think a lot of people will initially be somewhat shocked or have some disbelief. Now, qualifying that, some of us have become more accustomed to say, oh, another shooting has happened. But there always seems to be at some point a shooting that tends to wake us up a little more, wake us up again. And and the recent shooting at the elementary school in Texas was one of those events. And people say, oh, you know, it happens outside of our community or I don't worry about it. But since that time, I've had people in my office talking about how angry they feel, how disheartened they feel, how, you know, that they, some people feel scared or a little bit more hypersensitive or hypervigilant when they walk out the door or where they go to work or if they go into a grocery store. And I think there was pretty much a collective sigh of relief around here when parents talked to me about, I'm glad school is out for the summer. And, but they do know the kids are going back. And so people have, you know, fears. They have a sense of shock or disbelief. You may hear people say, I can't believe that keeps happening. You know, what, what can we do to, to make sure that we're safe? You know, people start to even experience some irritability or they start to feel some sense of anxiousness or feeling a little bit more withdrawn, not wanting to come out or to have some sense of a depressed or somber mood about them. It can interrupt their sleep. You know, it might be harder for them to get to sleep that their thoughts are going, you know, erasing a little bit more. I'm not only thinking about other things in their life, but things that they have to do to stay safer, make sure their children are safer. Those are these are all things that we tend to see in some people. You know, you might hear people talk more about it. You know, because they're more anxious, or they might talk about being more fearful, or they might just become a little bit more predom- predominantly part of their conversation. And you know, people might even have nightmares about these things. So these are all stuff that happens. Physically, you might get headaches. You might even get have some nauseous or an upset stomach as a result of it. So you might find yourself also having these, un, you know, these inexplicable um, times when you feel more anxious, your heart starts to beat a little faster. You might tend to sweat a little bit and not knowing why so these things can start to happen um, after you see one you may see five or ten of them and not blink an eye and then there's one that can set this off so it's not there's not always a rhyme or reason I'm not here saying that because you see it or hear about it that is going to happen to you but what we do know is that it can happen to people and it's pretty well documented what happens in the aftermath. So these are all things to be on the lookout for, whether you're experiencing them or others are experience, experiencing them. 
So let's talk about ways that we can cope when these tragic events uh, take place. And the first one you have is to attend to self-care, and that means taking care of ourselves. What I tell people is don't forget to do basic things with self-care. You know, make sure you eat, shower, do your day-to-day tasks. Uh, it might seem challenging at times. You, know, you might feel too irritable or you might feel that sense of like, don't really want to go out and do anything. So you do the things that you, you try to keep your regular routine not only for you, but if you have children, you make sure that they keep the regular routine as well because that sense of normalcy can help us with a sense of some control. You know, we, we can't have total control with everything. But if we take care of ourselves, not only doing day-to-day tasks, but doing things that we still enjoy, you know, being with people, connecting with people that we still have going out and doing things now that we have more freedom after um, the other <laughs> what, two or three year <laughs> tragedy has been going on. Um, so these are all things that are they're important. I always like to use the airplane oxygen mask um, analogy with people. Like we know that if you've ever flown, they tell you to put on if the oxygen mask drops, you put yours on first because you can't help the person next. You put theirs on if you are unconscious. And so the same thing applies here. You know, if you take care of yourself, then you can be of help to other people around you, family, friends, coworkers. Right. The next one is you say maintain contact with friends and family. Why is that important? I think we've all experienced that connection with others has grown in importance in the last few years that we've come to see what that meant. Uh, we, we do have to have a little caveat with this, is maintaining contact with family and friends that are relatively healthy and do not create more stress. <laughs> you may want to keep them at a distance. But, the, but connection with people, connection with others, that are going to be supportive, that are going to make you feel better, that are entertaining or part of your your structure. Like, it's important um, when you're um, experiencing any type of mental health issue, but when you're starting to feel the effects of these things, again, it's very, very important to maintain because they f- provide a sense of support, and you can reciprocate that to them as well. You also suggest that we focus on our strength base. Yeah, strength base can be a number of things like family and friends, one of them. Self-care, again, is another one. But, uh, but what are you comfortable with? What is it that make that gives you the most strength? Is it people? Is it um, maintaining a routine? Is it a certain type? Does it exercise Does that help you? Does um, going to work, is that something that provides you strength? Is it something most people don't really, if they had their choice, if they didn't have to work, they probably won't. But a lot of people would just out of the sense of like, that's something that gives them maybe a sense of identity for themselves. And so that's a strength to them. So anything that is a strength for you, physical, emotional, mental, financial, 
you know, these are things that are important to focus on instead of being so focused on maybe things you don't have or focused on the things that are going on with with a with a shooting or any other type of um, tragic event that happens. And finally, this could be easier said than done, but you suggest that we avoid overexposure to media. If you get about 30 minutes a day, you've gotten your fill of media. Uh, if you get your media from the cable outlets or you watch the various cable, they have about a 30-minute cycle and then the rest is just regurgitated in different ways. They they invite different guests to say the same thing. And what we do know is um, studies are coming out, and it doesn't matter which end of the spectrum you fall. <laughs> um, if you fall on whether a more conservative or a more open liberal, most people will start to develop, if they listen to it over and over and over and over again, they start to develop irritability or anxieties or wanting to withdraw increased anger with with things because you keep hearing the same thing over and over and over again. It starts to sink in. And things that are, look, our news is sensationalized. And not only sensationalized, but incorrect. You know, one of the things I wanted to say today was, there is this theme in the media that when somebody shoots them up, they're mentally ill. But reality, the statistics show there's only about 25% of the people that have committed these shootings actually were mentally ill. I think that's one of the things, that's a media thing, but also it's a comfort thing. We want to think that the people next to us in the office, that uh, a family member you know, is not they're not capable of these things. And the reality is um, 75% of the people do not have um, mental health diagnosis who perpetrate these um, shootings or these crimes. So, but you don't, that's not what the, that's not what comes out of the media. You know, social media, cable news, uh, Facebook, um, Twitter, I mean, it becomes, not only do you start to hear that, but you start to see people, again, go towards their divisive sides, and then they argue, and then they make threats. And, and it's just something that is not healthy emotionally and mentally for people to go through. So I tell people, you know, limit yourself to about 30 minutes a day, whether, you know, focusing on these things. Like if you have other things that you do, okay, but don't focus on this these issues longer than that. If you're gonna if you're going to read or you want to get involved in media, actually get involved in research based things that are you know proven, not the clickbait that we all tend to go to or the whole like, well, I heard this theory, you know, about whatever that is like so far out there that, that there's really no replicated studies or anything like that. Fact is much more comforting a lot of the time than the fiction that we hear or the pseudo studies that we tend to read. 
Mike, what's your recommendation for people to consider seeing somebody and talking to somebody about this if they're really bothered? I would say if the things that I'm talking about, if you're doing, but it doesn't seem to be helping, you know, or if you're still bothered by them, it just seems to continue to interfere and you're having trouble coping with it still, you know, you may want to seek out a mental health professional, uh, talk to your primary care provider first, get referrals, you know, to places that um, counseling uh, that can, you know, help you, um, you know, with it, with what's going on. You know, obviously you can contact our offices here uh, um, at Sarah Bush to set up appointments to to talk about this. Sometimes it's better to get out of all of the information that's flying around out there and have more of a calmer, quieter conversation with somebody who's going to be more objective. So that would be my suggestion on how to cope with this. The other thing is just keep in mind that it's better to, you know, pay attention to others, but reach out. Make sure that if you see somebody that's in distress about this, you know, it's okay to go to them and say, hey, are you having trouble? What's going on? Can I help sort of thing? Um, that's also important in all of this. And you can, too, if, if you have gotten help, you can talk to them about, you know, where they can go, where they can look for their own resources to get help. So I would say more than anything, if it persists, try to find somebody that you can um, professionally see. Mike, thanks so much for stopping in real quick and talking to us. We appreciate it. Thanks, Lori. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again. As Mike just mentioned, if you're feeling overwhelmed, seek help. You can start by talking with a trusted family member or friend. Reach out to your primary care provider or speak with a mental health professional in your area. I'm Lori Banks, your host for Health Styles. Take care.